Hey, y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and we're back with an unprompted episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. I was going to take me a break, but apparently I just have a lot to say. But before we get started, y'all know I can't do my podcast episode without my usual note of gratitude. So thank you for listening, boo friend. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to limit your ears once a week for about an hour or so, but it's looking more like every two days for about 30 minutes or so. Let me sit up here. And I hella appreciate that. So... I want to talk about something that I have been kind of talking about on the platform for some years now. Um, and I was prompted to talk about this after I saw a clip of Erica Banks talking about how she believes that black women's empowerment is BS. And she said, you know, in her experience as a rapper, a female rapper, she has problems. Um, I, it sounds to me like she's saying her issue is that it's hard to form a sisterhood or or connect in, on the tip of women's empowerment when it's rooted in false intentions like people you know acting like they like her and things like that and um i kind of agree with her to a degree the reason why i say i kind of agree with her is because what we see as black women's empowerment in my personal opinion i don't think that's black women's empowerment at all i don't think it's black women empowerment i think it's marketable i think it's marketing and i think it's um advertising in a check because black women have it very rough here, and I'm not saying it in a victim mentality, I'm saying it because it's fact. Um, because we have a different, very nuanced position here. And, and if you have a problem with fact, please feel free to go to Google Scholar, Google Scholar, and go get your articles, research black women, um, statistics, health, um, sexual assaults, uh, microaggressions. Feel free to do your research. But when it comes to black women in the United States of America, we do have a lot to deal with. We are very, very credentialed, we have a lot of degrees. A lot of us are very highly educated. A lot of us are highly entrepreneurial. We lead a lot of groups in that. And um, at the same time, we're dealing with a lot of intergenerational trauma as a collective because of the monstrosities committed against us by oppressors in a system that has yet to acknowledge what they've done to us, but yet can provide refuge and safe place and safe haven and even reparations for every single other group but ours. And in spite of that, we still succeed and we still thrive, even if we are not respected. As black women, our culture is deemed ghetto until someone like a Kim Kardashian makes it fashionable. Our body types are ridiculed until non-black people look just like the body type of a, um, as we call a typical black woman, hips, butt, breasts, lips are made fun of as being big and looking like you know, the Sambo characters with the red lips and the dark faces and the cartoons. Like we get those comparisons, but then everyone's filling their lips with lip injections. So as black women, especially, it's a different process. And I know some of y'all are listening outside of the United States. And I really want y'all to understand this. Please do not accept the stereotypes of what you see of black women based on reality TV. There is a lot of black women out here that thrive, that are successful, that are highly educated, that are articulate, that know how to express themselves, that know how to dress. And, and another thing about that, too, is, you know, dress is, is, is subjective, as you know, respectability politics come into the mix. But a lot of people think that black women are whores, over-sexualized and uneducated and um, quote-unquote ghetto and tacky and loud. And even though there are some black women that are like that, that's not all black women. So anybody that's listening outside of the United States, I really invite you to shake your mindset on what you've been shown. Because from what I'm being told by some of my friends overseas, they are being shown reality TV. So a lot of the black culture that a lot of the world gets outside of America is usually the stereotypical stuff I just named. Fighting, drinking, throwing stuff, um, 
unarticulate, quick-tempered, ready to fight, over-hypersexualized. So I just really want to be clear with that. We are not all like that. A lot of us are not like that. And if you come to this country and you actually pay attention, you will see a lot of Black-owned women businesses. You will see a lot of that. You will see a lot of Black women getting degrees. You will see a lot of Black women, unfortunately, navigating so many different jobs that we shouldn't have to because of the fact that we live in a society that... Um, covertly shows us how much they don't respect us. But yet, and still, we still succeed and thrive in spite of. So, with all that being said, the reason why I disagree with Erica Banks, to a degree, about Black Women Empowerment being BS is because what we're being shown as Black Women Empowerment is not Black Women Empowerment. Like I said, marketing and advertising to get a bag. I know for a fact, and I know this for a fact because I know the person who told me was on these um, panels, um, and how, you know, the behind the scenes with people that they don't like, you know, and how they have to kind of present unified in order to get the audience to kind of agree with some of the things that are being presented so that people don't, you know, refund their tickets. Um, it's a lot of networking and not real sisterhood. It's more of, hey, you do this well, you got a good following. I do this well. I have a good following. You do this. Let's all just link up and we can charge people a certain amount of money for tickets, collect a quick bag and then just, you know, move on. That is what I see a lot with folks. Now, am I knocking it? Eh, maybe you could say that. But my thing is, yes and no. If you genuinely have a, a pure intention on empowering women, um, and, it's, and it's really rooted in true empowerment and not momentary um, performative empowerment, then no, I'm not knocking it. If it's rooted in the ways that I just listed, performative um, more so about self-exaltation versus the exaltation of the people you're trying to help, then yeah, I'm knocking it. I'm knocking it. Um, I, I see a lot of opportunities where it is leverage. It's leverage, exposure, and money. I do see that a lot. And if that's what the Black women empowerment looks like, then I'm knocking it. But like I said, I have five sisters. Five sisters by blood. You feel me? And I have many sisters by love. And empowerment to me, I, I, I'm just telling you to say that I know sisterhood. I know the ups of sisterhood. I know the downs of sisterhood. I know the fluidity, nuances, the whole nine of sisterhood. And my sisterhood ain't been perfect, but it's mine. And I got my experience with every single sister I got. And they're all very different. Never mind the sisters that I got in love. I'm talking about just my blood sisters. So I know what sisterhood can look like in four different ways. Then I got my sisterhood with my partners from a non-blood perspective. But what I can say, though, is that love has to be at the root of every empowerment situation, whether black women or anybody else. You cannot empower somebody correctly, in my personal opinion, without love. Because where, what place are you empowering from? Like, what are the intentions we want to empower people? What are the intentions when we decide to create things that are meant to empower people? Now, I mean, again, I'm putting myself on the hot seat with this one as well, because I say that, you know, I empower people to, you know, live life um, and navigate the journey of the unknown, the expected. Like I equip folks with the tools. So that's technically a form of empowerment. So I'm never above what I say. But one thing I can say that, that I know for a, a fact that cannot be challenged. I do what I do out of love. Everything in a bag to me. My audience are not licks. I don't intend on trying to get a bag off of my audience over and over and over and over again why i got so much free shit out here it's ridiculous i had people that literally was like maria why you get so much stuff out for free 
And it's like, well, initially that was what my initial goal was to do was to help empower people for free. It was never meant to be a business. And then it morphed into a business. But even then, no matter what I make in terms of products or services, no matter how much of the time I give, my podcast is always free. My YouTube is free. Social media is free. There's so much content. And it's been that way for almost six years. Why? Because I love what I do. I love seeing people heal themselves. I love seeing people be healthier in this life. Not because I can say I did it, but because one more healed person can help heal the community, regardless of who's responsible for it. And keep it a thousand. I'm not even responsible for that. Everyone is responsible for their own healing. Some of us help facilitate that, but the credit goes to the person. That's what empowerment means to me. Empowerment means putting the power into your hands. So that you can feel more confident and more clear to stand up straight in this world that does not want to see you win and do the damn thing. That is what empowerment looks like to me. It is not a photo op. It's not collecting a bunch of money off of people off of an event. Even though, you know, you can't, you know, people still do events and they can be helpful. So I'm not going to say that all events are not helpful. There are some that I've talked to some people that have gone to certain events and they were actually quite disappointed because they felt like it was something that was emotionally, spiritually intensive. And then they just left them out to dry. No follow up. So I'm just saying free game. Some people that are doing these events, if you're going to do these events, at least follow up with them, because some of them feel like people don't give a crap about them after they paid their ticket and spent their four hours. I'm just saying I'm just keeping it a thousand. Um, Also. Uh, I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. People tell me things in their stories and what they go through with, with people, not so that I can podcast it, but just because they're upset and need someone to help them process through it. I'm gonna leave that alone. But I will say again, like I said, um, my spirit don't take a lot of stuff. That's why I don't go to a lot of things. Um, but and also I've had some instances where people have been not everybody, okay? Because there's a whole bunch of empowerment events, but. I've also been in spaces where I've seen people act different ways and things of that nature. And some people didn't know who I was and they've acted certain ways. And I'm like, ooh, this was great. I'm glad to see that. Um, there's other situations where I've unfortunately been. I can't I can't necessarily say that. Can Hold on, y'all. Let me see if I can reword this in a way that I don't like to breach confidentiality. And even by me not saying the names, I just, but even if me, if I say it, they'll know that. I just don't want to tell nobody business. Anyway, let me just leave that where that's at. I'm just saying some of the times I feel like this. I look at character with people too as well. That's why I don't collaborate a lot. Um, If I see people downing certain groups and things like that, even if I was cool with them online or we might have had some cool discussions online, I don't have a plan to share my platform with them because it goes against my platform by doing so. Like, for instance, um, talking about like LGBTQ folks, I can't collaborate with you if that's what you do. Um, I understand you have, if people are heteronormative and, and, you know, that's fine. But in terms of me sharing my platform with folks that are not, um, accepting of LGBTQ folks, I I can't do it. Why? Because I have loved ones that are LGBTQ, whether through blood or through love. And it's a disrespect to them to even have you around me, let alone share my platform with you. Because I know for a fact that you think I'm okay, but you don't think they're okay. And since you don't think they're okay. We not OK. So when it comes to certain things like that, that is why I can't collaborate with everybody. 
It's not even that I can't, I won't. And I know with collaborating, it's very, very easy to leverage audiences. And, you know, the, the more you do it, the easier you'll, you'll get your platform out to many people. I understand that, but I can't compromise my integrity. And to me, I rather just take time and kind of get to know people and let people show me who they are. And then we can go from there if there's anywhere to go once I've seen it. So I get Erica Banks. There is a lot of fake stuff out there. Add to the fact that, you know, like I say, we all sisters to some dick involved. We are all sisters until there's some dick involved. Y'all done heard the story about the life coach. Well, the vegan advocate turned life coach, turned fitness expert who was mad at me about a man that she wasn't even dating. Apparently me and her like the same man. I didn't even know. Long story short, um, while he was in town, me and him went out, hung out. It was all good. We wasn't even dating like that at the time. She had went on a date with him around the same time frame when he was in town, unbeknownst to me. Because, again, that wasn't my man. We wasn't seeing each other like that, like that. Um, and I noticed that she had unfollowed me. She had blocked me. She got weird. We were actually going to collaborate until I found that out. I went to college with her and everything. So we were going to collaborate up until that point, um, or at least planning to. And then once I found out he had went on a failed date with her, she had tried to, you know, read his birth chart he didn't you know how that goes you know you know how some spiritual women do let me read you your birth chart be trying to position i'm not saying she did this but i'm just saying sometimes they try to position themselves as like this is why you need me on your team you feel me <laughs> so she tried to do the birth chart thing he asked her to explain it she couldn't explain it let him tell it and then you know the date was failed and he just had no interest in being around her but i'm like sis what you blocked me for that ain't gonna do with me like like what so that's why I say we always sisters until she got, you know, until we got some dick involved. Now, granted, she might be married by now. Who knows? I hope she is. But to know that that's all it took for her to start talking to me, especially when there was no like we I didn't even know what she was doing in her life. Like we weren't even friends. We were just kind of just catching up and, you know, oh, well, you know, but I, didn't, I thought about it. I'm like, I ain't really fool her like that in college. So why was I fooling with her as an adult spirit? Spirit don't lie. I don't care if it's 10 years ago, 15 years, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Spirit don't lie. So I should have known better. So that was on me. But again, like I said, we all sisters to there's some dick involved. And the cold part is me and that, that's the homie. He family. Like, that's my partner to him. So I guess, you know, that's the blessing in that is that I found me a good brother <laughs> from the from the decimation of a potential collaboration or, or a potential, you know, women's empowerment link up. But um, yeah, man, like the stuff is, it's, it is fake. It is fake. There's conditions on sisterhood and, and to keep it a thousand. That's okay when it comes to protecting your safety. But when it's rooted in petty, absolutely not. Being fake and showing love for um, in the name of women's empowerment. Again, that's not women's empowerment. That's just being fake. That's not empowerment. It's just unfortunately the way that people like to present it because Instagram and, and social media, there's such image centered places that that's kind of how it looks. It is very performative. Sisterhood can be performative. Black women's empowerment can be performative. Um, and that is a lot of what we see because Instagram is a place to perform. But for me, I'm like, you know, and this is where it gets tricky because we don't have to know what people do behind the scenes. My thing is the public displays are great. But when shit is the fan and it's very, very rough, what do you do then? You feel me? Like, like if there's no money involved, what do you do then? If it's nothing but energy involved and, and there's no payment financially and if there's no acknowledgement by the public, and there's no cameras around. What do you do then? That to me, that is where the heart of black women's empowerment sits for me. It's the homegirl that's suicidal at 3 a.m. that needs you to talk to her. To figure out whatever she want to do. That's to me, that's black women's empowerment. 
to me, black women's empowerment is referring someone for a job or putting your homegirl or your sister's name in rooms that she can't be in, in hopes that she can get in those rooms. It's driving people to your homegirl, your sister's business behind the scenes and publicly. It's supporting your homegirls and your sisters with their businesses and finances. You know what I'm saying? In terms of being like, yo, I support my sister. Let me buy a shirt. I support my sis. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Sponsor somebody to do this, you know, with them. If if I don't necessarily have an immediate need. To me, that's what sisterhood and women's empowerment looks like. The shoulder to cry on when she's upset. Checking on her because you ain't talked to her in a while. And you know she got a lot on her plate. Cleaning up her house when she's too depressed to do so. Bringing a meal for her if she's upset. Cooking a meal that she is, is so sad she can't cook. Sending her flowers or something. Like when someone passes away. Or even just because you know she likes flowers. Just even telling your sister. Sis I love you. You dope. I'm so glad to be in community with you. I'm so glad to share space with you. I'm so glad to even be a part of your history. In life. I am so honored to be in your presence sis. I love you. I love the, the bond. I love how healing is being for my life. To me that's what black women empowerment looks like. But what do you, I mean, what do I know? I'm just a home girl who finna get this master's, who been working with the community in a while, who got five blood sisters, God rest the soul of one that's passed. And I got a gang of sisters in spirit who has also been betrayed by her very sisters. And even like I said, like I said in the episode about how most of the people that's tried to tear me down growing up were black women, still ride for them, regardless, still love them, regardless. And to me, loving my black women and my black sisters in spite of our internal issues and our own little intergenerational fractures we have in certain ideologies and certain groups, even loving my sisters through that to me is still black women empowerment. So with that being said, y'all don't forget to sign up for the text list. Text homegirl10 to 81493. Homegirl10 to 81493. New keyword today. Homegirl10 to 81493. Or click the link in my show notes to sign up. Spirit told me to send the stuff about the Inner Peace Posse, which is my off-app community. It will be a subscription-based community. Um, Spirit has been moving me in the best of ways. So I am going to send correspondence about that very, very soon. So I decided to make it a surprise. You'll get it very, very soon. That's all I can say. So if you want to join, definitely click the link in the show notes to join the email list or the text list because only text or email members can join. Like I said, because I am about empowerment in general, I want to make sure that everyone's energy and attention is correct. And when I mean correct, I mean aligned. I want to make sure people are there for the right reasons and I want to vibe check and I want to keep the membership. Um, I would like to grow the membership when it's time, but I want to kind of I want to set the vibe first. And the expectation of what the community will be and what it won't so that people have an understanding and we can all just move forward and grow and, you know, develop ourselves accordingly. So um, with that being said, y'all, I'm going to get off mic. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. My name is Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Love you. Peace.